Welcome to Being Extra. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Luis. And today, our guest is Jessica Lee. So, I know Jessica from working on MacGyver, but she has worked on many more movies and TV shows as an extra, as a stand-in, and she has a couple of speaking roles, and she's worked on independent films. Most of all, how are you doing, Jessica? Doing good. So, how have you been uh, in this quarantine? All this time, we have not been able to be, be on set. How have you been this whole time? Word out of my mind. <laughs> Uh, well, how have you been doing? I love being on set, so it's been hard that way, not working. Um, but I am an introvert, so I'm used to, you know, staying at home, <laughs> not going to parties and stuff like that. So, but um, mainly just like watching TV, uh, doing some sewing, exercising. That's pretty much how I've been spending my time. That's good. Yeah, you know, you got to stay active. You can't you can't stay still because I stayed still like the first two weeks. And I'm like, okay, I can't take it. I can't like, you know, like I miss being on set. I miss, you know, uh, <laughs> being yelled at by a PA on some sets, but stuff like that, you know. <laughs> okay, so yes, Jessica. So um, right here, um, Jorge t tells me that you um, used to teach high school uh, drama in Alabama. Uh, can you, before you moved to Atlanta, can you tell us about that? Uh, let us know how that was and, um, you know, how, how that eventually led you to uh, come and work over here in the Atlanta film industry. Well, I mainly grew up just doing theater. Um, there's not really film in Alabama. So, you know, I got my degree in acting, directing for theater. Um, and what led up? to teaching high school was, I think, being so involved in the community theater. Because um, I was like an associate director, an administrative assistant, um, costumer, all this stuff for all the community theaters in my hometown and around it. And so that gave me, I guess, good word. So I ended up getting hired as a drama teacher for one of the counties near my hometown. Uh, it was a small county school. Mm -hmm. A lot of the kids, it was their first time doing theater, period. Um, the few that did theater beforehand did it like a church play. So my first year was difficult because, like I said, most of them never had been involved in theater before. They were very young, <laughs> young in their, um, of course they were young, but also young in their acting. So that was difficult, but they were the sweetest little kids at, well, they were high school, but they were kids. <laughs> they were my kids. They were the sweetest um, students, very hardworking, even though, like, the, like I said, they had a lot to learn, um, but our first year, we did the musical Bye Bye Birdie. Oh, wow. And then the second year, um, it was a lot of the same students because there were a lot of freshmen that um, first year. So they got to, they, they, you know, they grew. They had done a musical, so they were more confident, confident in their um, acting ability. And so our second year, we did Once Upon a Mattress. That was our musical. And then my third year and last year, 
um, teaching it, um, I had a bunch of freshmen join and they were really enthusiastic and absolutely loved it. They were great kids. And we did the Alabama premiere of the musical James and the Giant Peach. Oh, wow. So there's a musical version of James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> and we got to do the Alabama premiere. Wow. Um, I loved teaching and directing the kids. It was dealing with the school board that was very stressful because you have a lot of hoops you have to jump through, the budget, um, everything has to be appropriate because, you know, it is a school. Yeah. So it was stressful that way. So I enjoyed it, but I don't really want to do it again. <laughs> you burned that already. You burned that bridge. Yeah. It's fun. I learned a lot. I, they, the kids taught me so much because I taught them, but they taught me. Um, but yes, I prefer acting. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I taught for three years and then moved here. Great. I was going to say, yeah. Um, I got to say, I really, uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for like the arts in general. You know, I was never into theater or anything like that. But, um, you know, having, you know, I think the arts is very important. And I know tons of, tons of actors or people that I've met on set who are like, yeah, the reason why I'm here is because I had a great drama teacher because I did it in school because I had such a great time. Um, so it's like great that like you were able to give, you know, that to the kids and be like, yeah, now like you might want to stick with this or I mean, maybe not, but you know, it's still, as long as they had fun and everything. Um, but so, yeah, I just wanted to say that that's very, that's very awesome uh, that you. you did that. Um, so yeah, and then you said you, so then after that, directly after that, you moved to Atlanta? I did, um, that was like four years ago. So 2016 is when I moved okay. here. Okay, cool, and can you just tell us about how you came and then you just, how, where did you start, like how, what? When I first moved here, I was um, sewing costumes for Six Flags. Oh. <laughs> so I, I did that for a season. Oh wow. <laughs> and, once the season ended, then I started doing background work. And I never went back to Six Flags. I just continued doing background work. That's good. Well, uh, I got to ask you, because you, you moved uh, directly for the film industry, correct? I did. What were your expectations uh, when you came to Atlanta for the film industry? Did it meet your expectations at all when you moved here? I did not know it was going to be as much. Like I didn't, I knew there was stuff filmed here, but I didn't know so many things were filmed here. Right. Cause I thought I would be like, oh, once a week I would do a background job instead of five days a week. Right, because, right. You know, it's easy to stay busy doing background and standing work here. Was it hard to get started doing background? Or you just, uh, you just found it right away? I, there is a friend of mine that I went to college with that does background work. You probably know him, Zachary Clemens. Yes. He's a lot of background and standing. So I kind of asked him and also saw what pages he liked on Facebook. So all those extras casting pages, I liked them as well. And I started looking at their postings. Yeah, that, I'm pretty sure that's how we'll get our start. And let me ask you, was, uh, just to follow up with that, was L.A., Los Angeles, ever an alternative for you? I remember looking it up 
but it was very past my price range. Right. Plus it was too far. I like, I like that I'm only like four hours away from my parents. That's good. That's good to know. Yeah, because um, plus everything started coming here. Yeah, we don't get paid the same as L.A. Uh, background do, but you know, the, everybody started coming here, you know, the, uh, the big uh, studio movies, even TV shows uh, started coming here. So this, this is a good alternative to LA, you know, like if you can't go to LA or New York, this is where you want to come. So I, I understand. And it's good that it's co uh, close to your home because a lot of people I know that moved here came from neighboring states. So like Tennessee, Florida, Na North, South Carolina. Because they're like, oh, we don't have to go to L.A. Because I was getting ready to go to L.A. as well uh, when I was doing film school. And then I just kept seeing projects popping up here. I'm like, what's going on, you know? And this was back in 2013. So I've been in it for a while. And, you know, still haven't made it. But <laughs> that's <laughs> it's cool. It's cool, guys. I'm doing this show. It's, this brings me happiness. But, yeah. So that's good to know that, you know, that you found like uh, you got grounded here. That's good to know because I've met some people who come here and they don't like it or they can't. They think cause, because they didn't make it in a year that they're not going to make it. So they leave, you know, people come and go. And I'm like, no, you got to you got to stick in it. You know, that's the main thing about this. You have to stick with it. It takes years and lot, tons of auditions before even booking anything. So. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, so the same, we all started pretty much with the same thing. Um, and I'm sure you've worked on probably just about everything that's filmed, you know, in the last couple of years, I'm sure, like most of us have, if you were uh, keeping as busy as you say you were in five times a week, then you probably have dabbled in just about every casting company and every show that's been here. Because um, that's, that's been my life for the, like the last three years. Um, same, I when I started, I um, didn't know that it could be a full time. And then like, I just got called back for like three months straight. And I was like, well, I guess this is my full time job now. <laughs> so, um, but are there any um, shows uh, or background roles that have stood out to you over the years? Well, MacGyver. I've been core okay. on that for several years. Yes, it mm -hmm. is a very good set. I love that set. It's the perfect amount of, um, chill yet structure because mm -hmm. it's not too relaxed but there is yes yes like so organized like some people some are unstructured and they're also really disorganized yes <laughs> and this so, one, yeah. yes this one is very organized yet they're they're laid back as well which is the perfect combination um i really enjoyed that set as well as the gifted i was a warlock on the gifted season two and that oh. was a really good set yeah, that sounds pretty fun. I think I only got to work on that set like one time and then nothing ever came of it. But um, have you been have you been working on MacGyver since the is it the first? Have they been filming here the whole time or is yeah. it? Uh, I wasn't core on the first season. I only did three episodes. But, okay. but then you became core. Okay. Yes. Season two, three, four, five. Yes. Okay. And so what have you been? Uh, I actually don't What Have you been core? Like what was your core role on that show? On MacGyver? Yes. I'm a techie with... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with, uh, with Jorge, okay. I mean, I didn't know, that, I didn't know was that, like, yeah. that core, like, you guys are on the... You, like, Jorge, have you also been there, like, a couple? 
Uh, I've been on and off about three years. Uh, from I started core in season two, I believe. Okay, so you did too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, th I think maybe even I have had maybe like a techie rope, but like once or twice. Like I didn't know that that was a core. Luis, can I tell you something? Yeah, we've worked pretty much every episode. Yeah. If you're if you're core, you yeah. Every episode, and then nice. there's a, always a Hispanic guy that rotates. Okay. So I'm that I'm that Hispanic guy. Maybe you replaced me a couple of times. Uh, Ricky, that you know, Ricky, he has replaced me a couple of times, or I replaced him. It's just uh, they need like a Hispanic guy with glasses. And then there's a new guy, right? What's his name? Well, oh, he's new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of replaced us. But um, speaking of MacGyver, because that's been a fun set, you know, it kind of became like a small little family. Uh, that's one of the best sets that I have worked on, like hands down over, not in scale, because you know, in scale, maybe something like Avengers, Godzilla, but just the way they treat you, the way they treat extras, background, you know, they make you feel like you're part of the crew or, or cast, what did you say? The crew treat us like family. <laughs> what, what are some of your best memories on that show? Of work yes, I'm working on MacGyver. Probably this past season, I got to work on MacGyver on my birthday. And that was, that was really fun. It is a good set to have your birthday on. This is one of my favorites. That's good. You get, you get crew food, right? That was, oh, yeah. Crew food, crew crafty. There's always cake and ice cream. So. Um, I... I don't know if it was your first day, but I think it's the first day I met you as a techie. Was it during the, um, where we wore the nice jackets? Yes. Was that your first day? Yes, I remember yes. that. Us being outside whenever, techies are supposed to be inside, but we're outside in the cold. And I know one of the days we actually had to go run. Yes, I'll never forget that. Explosions. So that was a memorable day. It was not fun because we're outside. But I do, I do remember. So that was your first day too? I mean, not, that was your first day. Okay, not, not my first day, but. And that was my first day as a core. As a core? As a core techie, uh, because I worked season one as a paramedic. And then season two is when I started as a techie. And uh, wait, what, was that season one or season two? It was season two. Okay, yeah, so that, that was my first day of core, uh, you know, Phoenix Tech. So that that was a fun. I, I mean, yeah, we're always inside typing away. I have fun with it. Seeing all the like um, being on location, seeing the real explosions. That was very cool, I believe. And uh, do you remember who was it that fell? Oh yeah, what was his name? <laughs> I forgot, but we we were like man down. <laughs> he fell, and he also ripped, he ripped that jacket too. I know. Oh my God. Costumes was pissed probably. I'm pretty sure. But, uh, you know, uh, is there, since you've been doing this since 2016, have there been any other background that, that have been your favorite besides MacGyver that you really enjoyed being on? Well, like I said, MacGyver, The Gifted, um, Misfits and Monsters. That was a few years ago, but that was really, that was a fun set. We got to, um, the scene I did, there was only two of us background, and it was, 
we were recreating the, we were faking Lunar Week because it was instead of conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. So that was our little conspiracy theory was us recreating the lunar landing. So it was a really fun set just to look at. Um, that was a good set. Well, of course, game night, that was 100% the best set ever. But um, what else? Was there like maybe any show or movie that like you heard was coming here that you were like, I have to get on that or you know, it's like maybe I was a Avengers. fan. Avengers. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. And obviously, <laughs> we ended up. So okay, so that's a good, that's a good springboard to my next question, which is, uh, so you ended up being able to stand in on uh, the. Is it the first Avengers? The end, oh, no, Endgame was the second one. No, it was the second one. Yeah, the, the last, the last Avengers movie. Yes, exactly. Okay, so cool. So you, it says here that you got to play, uh, you got to stand in for Haley Atwell. I did. Uh, which was uh, Peggy Carter in the movie. Can you, uh, can you tell us about how that, how that experience was, how, how that came about being? It was my first time standing in. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I got, I didn't even, I did not even submit for it. Uh, I think the reason why I got it is because Central knew that I was reliable and dependable and you know could keep my mouth shut because um, I had been core on MacGyver for um, a while. Um, it was the only actors there were for me and because um, it was the dance, the last, the last scene, the dancing. Oh. So it was just the only stand-ins were me and um, the stand-in for Captain America. They hmm. did not give us any tape because they didn't want the background to know who we were standing in for. And because the background were the pedestrians out in the street. Mm -hmm. So when the actors were banned, um, shuttled to set, they had umbrellas surrounding the actors so that the background couldn't see who the actors were when they were walking into the house. So they kept it very secret. Um, but yeah, it was a day of close dancing to you know Captain America stand-in and his stand-in actually like travels around and does all of um his stand-in yeah. parts so like I was saying I was like that's um yeah that's a pretty big spoiler for that so I bet they were very meticulous um and then like you said you know having a good uh reputation with any casting company but especially central goes a long way with like being like yeah we know that she's not gonna like be taking pictures or anything like that um so that must have been a very very fun interesting experience for you oh yes yes you're like i know stuff <laughs> <laughs> yes i it was like what a year and a half before that movie came out and i had to keep it inside i couldn't tell anyone yeah exactly sometimes they'll see it be, be bearing into you <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> especially for such a big movie um so yeah and uh, uh okay and so yeah so a little follow-up question to that was so after you got that what did you find it easier to get more stand-in work after you um did that because you could put that on your resume usually yeah. okay because i know for some people like i know for me once you get your first one it's like a little bit easier too because you can put that on your and then it seems like the people will hire you more if you have like some experience with it you know it wasn't, when, 
the stand-ins I got afterwards was just me already being there and them pulling me from background to be stand-in. It wasn't until last year where I actually would get, you know, brought in as a stand-in and became more regularly. It wasn't until last year. So I think it was until I had a few, you know, several stand-in experiences before they actually called me in. But, mm -hmm. um, and of course, the beginning of this year, I was kept busy by doing stand-ins for both MacGyver and the residents. Oh, wow. And yeah, I was working like nonstop. And then of course, everything just ended abruptly uh. <laughs> with all of this. So. Wait, so were you doing double duty on MacGyver? I have to ask, like stand-in and Phoenix Tech? No, not at the same time, no. Um, I stood in, that episode has not come out yet. So I stood in for an actress, and I don't think techies were used at all in that episode. Oh, for the first time? Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, that was fun. There was lots of snakes in that episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well... I want to talk to you about a featured extra you did on game night. Mm -hmm. So uh, once you told me about that, I, w I thought that was the coolest thing. And first of all, before I get to the big question, you were a featured extra on game night. What was your uh, role as a feature extra before you got bumped up? What, what did you have to do as a featured extra? So it was just still photographies. It was just supposed to be two days of picture taking for the shrine that's in the movie game night. Right, right. So wedding pictures, vacation pictures, um, pictures with the dog, all those were taking for um, the first, on the, you know, two days. And of course the group picture, there was a group picture for the, that was during the second day where all the actors came in. So the first day was a long day of just, um, like I said, wedding pictures, vacation pictures. <laughs> I mean, it was, a, it was like a 12 hour day that first day. The second day, it was short because it was just, I just came in for that one picture and I mainly just stayed to make sure that the picture was good. And once it was good, I left and they continued doing that scene where they're in Gary's house, you know, playing the game. So tell us about, so you told me you got bumped up to speaking, which is amazing and that rarely happens, but it does happen. And it happened to you, which is amazing. The only other person that it happens on a lot is uh, Tyler Perry. I hear on Tyler Perry sets, it happens on a lot. But for us as background, that's like the best thing that can happen to us on the day. That does not mean we have, uh, you know, a role in the movie. Like uh, actually, you know, but we get to speak, which is great for us pay wise and, you know, exposure wise. But how did it feel to get bumped up to speaking and tell us about how that happened? I'm Debbie. Tell me when will you be mine? Tell me quando, quando. Um, well, I was nervous and scared and terrified the day of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was Halloween, because it was months after the the first two days was like end of March, beginning of April. Right. That's, when they, that's when they filmed it. Months later, October, I got a text from Patrick from ECA asking if I can come back for a fitting. Um, yeah. And then that Saturday, um, you know, do more photos. Mm -hmm. I said, sure. So I went in for the fitting, which was supposed to be for more pictures. And I had 
I don't remember his name, but one of the producers came running up and said, oh my goodness, you're Debbie, aren't you? I was like, yes. He's like, oh, I can't wait to tell you. And then he stopped. He was like, I'll let the directors tell you first. And I was like terrified because he left. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, hair was there. Hair and makeup were there because they were yeah. testing, making sure my hair was okay. Yeah. And hair turned to me and she said, they're thinking about giving you lines. So thankfully she told me before I went to the director's office because I probably would have passed out. So I had a moment to, you know, calm myself. Wow. So I went to the director's office and the directors were like, we previewed the movie for some audiences and they wanted more Debbie because that was my character's name. I was, my character's name was Debbie. So they said they wanted more Debbie. And because of that, we're thinking of giving you lines. Just an FYI. They didn't say you're going to get lines. They were just saying, we're thinking about giving you lines. We're thinking. So I didn't know, yeah, I didn't know 100% sure if I was going to have lines until I got there Saturday, the day of. But um, I got there Saturday, got my, they, um, the PA gave me, um, you know, the, the sites with my lines. And the first half of the day was still photography. It was still pictures. It was um, all the pictures that were seen um, during the end credits. Mm -hmm. So like the, the coffee house scenes, like with whom is Debbie having a beverage? Right. Those pictures were taken. And they were taken while um, the actors, as well as love background, were doing the club scene. Oh, I was actually there for that day. <laughs> okay. So the club scene where, um, oh, um, I forgot her name. But the girl meets not Denzel at the club. She thinks it's Denzel, exactly. Yeah. And the funny, the funny thing about that scene is that was a super early morning. This was like se seven in the morning when we did this scene. And everyone's dressed up in club attire. And everyone's like tired from like actually clubbing the day before or something. Or I don't know. But that was, that was the yeah, funny thing. Was... Yeah, so that's funny that you mentioned that scene. Because I was actually in, in that scene. But, um, you know, when I saw the movie... That scene was all of like half a second, so like one second. So there's no way you saw me, but it's just funny that you mentioned that scene. <laughs> well, I while, you, while you were doing that scene, I was taking pictures at a coffee, just like two blocks away. Small world, yeah. Uh -huh. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then after y'all were done with y'all scene, because um, then we all packed up and moved to second location, which was the gas station. Mm -hmm. So we did both, um, not Denzel meeting me as well as the other woman. Mm -hmm. So pretty much the reshoots, because um, they also had reshoots Sunday, not I wasn't there Sunday. But the reshoots were pretty much all the not Denzel scenes. Mm -hmm. Those were added at the last minute, pretty much. Okay. And so how was it, were you, was it, were you nervous, like, running, I mean, obviously, I mean, I guess you said you were, but, like, was it, like, hard, was it difficult, like, were you, like, relieved when you got it, like, how many takes did it take, you know? It, not that many takes, um, like I said, I was, <laughs> I was completely terrified. I didn't eat that day. <laughs> That's how nervous I was. Um, but all the directors, the crew, the cast, they were, they're the nicest ever they're so nice um but it wasn't that many takes 
Um, we did a whole lot of um, different versions of me smiling, and mm -hmm. they picked the, you know, like, you know, smile with your eyes and not with your mouth, smell happy, smell mad, all these different smells. Um, they picked the one where smile but with dead eyes is the one that they, they chose. So the dead eyes one is the one they chose. Um, afterwards, I, I wanted you to, you know, whenever thing was done and I was wrapped, I, I guess I had so much adrenaline still. I was like, I want to do it again. I want to do it again. Oh. So, because it was like a high and I really want to do it again. Yeah, she, she caught the acting bug. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I was terrified before, but after I, you know, I wish I did not stress so much because I already had the part. But I was just so stressed about doing the wrong thing or saying the wrong thing or, mm -hmm. you know, looking the wrong direction. And I wish I had relaxed more. Hey, but you, but you did it. You got through with it. And, you know, I, I understand why you were nervous because the camera was on you, you know. You weren't behind the actor. You weren't next to the actor. You were the actor. You were the actress, you know. It, it was focused on you. Did it feel like surreal when they were putting the mic on you? Um, a little bit. I mean, I've had, doing theater, I've had mics on me. Right, right. But for this. That's not where I became nervous. I think when the, the boom mic mm. was like right close to me, that's when I was like, oh my goodness. You know, that's where I felt the surreal moment was when that, um, the boom, the dead cat, whatever they have, the thing they have around the, the mic, right, it was like right. right by my face. I was like, oh no. You're like, oh, it's real. It's happening. <laughs> and then of course the um, having my own mark, because I had a stand in. And I was so nervous because when I walked back from my holding area, because um, there I had a stand in there, she left. And I just stood not where my my you know not where the tape was which i should have known there's tape that's where i should be but being on that end of you know not being a stand-in but being the actor it was also kind of weird so you had your own stand-in and i'm guessing a trailer as well right uh yes all all three days even the the picture taking i had my own trailer oh wow mm -hmm. The first, day, the first day was the biggest trailer. They got smaller as, it, as more times I came. But the first day, it was just me and um, my husband, Gary. We were the only two actors there. Mm -hmm. So we, it was, I got the big, humongous shower in the bathroom trailer. So. Oh, my God. And then it became, and then the second time, it was like a clock, you know, you know, like it used to be a storage unit, kind of pretty much trailer. And then the last one, the last one is one of those, those small trailers where it was like the size of a, one of those bathrooms. Yeah, uh, the honey wagon? Yes. <laughs> it pretty much was a, a repurposed honey wagon. Yeah. So. Okay, well, that's great. I mean, it's still, I mean, it's great that, you know, sounds like an awesome experience. Like, I'm sure everyone in the background world, or well, not maybe not everyone, but like people who want to make it are just like, yeah, I can't wish something like that would happen to me. So, you know, understandably you would be nervous. Um, but like Jorge said, it all worked out. And um, 
and it was great and it was I saw the movie I thought the movie was hilarious um and then when I think I had heard about you doing that at some point I was like oh that's so cool um so yeah that's awesome um but moving on moving on from uh that experience um it says right here that uh you uh worked on an independent film uh last year right yeah. <laughs> okay she, at first she was like what huh I worked on several, but yes, um, the one I did last year came out this past Tuesday. Um, yeah, it's called, it came out July 14th. Yes. Um, it's called um, Signs of a Coming Fall. Mm-hmm. It was a short independent film, but I got to play a, a supporting part in that. Okay, so, so yeah, uh, you know, tell us, if you could tell us a little bit about that experience, um, how it was working on that and how you got that part and, you know. Well, um, I found it through a Facebook post, uh, one of the sites I follow that has um, like speaking parts of mm-hmm. Southeast, you know. Yes, the Southeast area. Uh-huh. Uh, I found it on that. I um, submitted a self-tape and then I, of course, did a callback self-tape as well. Um, and they liked me. And I, of course, went in for a table reading and as well as a, uh, a fitting for the wardrobe because it's a it takes place in the 90s so they had to find um 90s wardrobe from like a thrift you know thrift store um it was just two days of filming for me because it's a short film mm-hmm. the first day was the longest that was um in the in the room with the um the wall of newspaper clippings mm-hmm. So that was, I guess, my big scene was the first day. I saw that scene, yeah. And then um, the second day was just the two other scenes, the very short scenes, with, like in the office. And of course, doing the um, ADR, the audio recording, was on that day. Um, it was they were they were very. It was like I said, a small independent film, but and there wasn't a very many crew, but they were very knowledgeable and they had like some really nice equipment for being such a a small independent film so i was impressed with with that that's awesome um and can what well, can you tell the audience like what streaming pla- uh platform yes. that's beyond? um signs of a coming fall on instagram it is at wildhunt.media and you can find the short film at www.wildhunt.media. Thank you. Check it out. I'm going to put the link below so you guys can, you know, follow it, uh, watch it. So you're saying um, this, was a, this, was a very, this was a dramatic role. Was, uh, did it help at all that you used to be a drama teacher? Did that help in the role or the, in, the, um, in the process? Yes, um, what the theater experience, the teaching experience, even the background experience, all of that helped. Um, that was the try, kind of changing subject. That was, I guess, the hardest transition because mm-hmm. theater acting, film acting are actually very different. Um, I, of course, theater acting, I, I, you know, experience helps you with film. But acting wise, because theater, you have to be big, exaggerate. You're speaking to the back of the audience. 
so you had to project and enunciate whereas in a film they want you to not be perfect you know you you act small, small um you know act with their eyes that kind of stuff um you're speaking to the front of the audience instead so especially the enunciating because you know i was taught to speak perfect and you know pronounce all my words and that was what my agent kept saying is like you know you're you're talking too perfect you know you need to you know mumble and stutter like how a real person talks and i think that was the hardest transition was you know from doing that but um but yeah all of my experiences have helped to play that part um and learning how to be confident with myself because you have to be confident and you have to um believe in yourself that's cool so but and you have you still been working in a couple of uh theater productions in the past few years as well that you've been in atlanta not since I moved here. i haven't done any theater since i moved here it's been all film stuff okay. i love theater yeah i love theater but i Working and doing film, I kind of, I guess, got bit by the bug again. <laughs> Not by the theater bug, but by the film bug. And I absolutely love it. And I feel like as a youth theater, you have to have rehearsals. So there's times where I can't do a film if I have rehearsal. Because I feel like if you're doing a theater, it kind of needs to come first. Because you have to go to those rehearsals. Um, so... I've been concentrating on film instead because I want to be available and there for when it calls. That's true. Yeah. Um, especially here in Atlanta with everything. And I hope that everything starts back up soon. Uh, I know that some productions are starting back up and they're saying that you need the COVID test to just to do the background. But as time goes on, we're going to see how the new industry is going to be with COVID. Because uh, everything's starting up, but very slowly. Not the, the way it was last year, where we were working four or five times, right? <laughs> well, uh, Jessica, I do have a question for you. Because, well, I mean, you've been in it for pretty much four, almost five years uh, to this year. Uh, so with the way that Hollywood has changed in the last decade alone, especially for actresses, you know, and you being a female artist... How have you felt that working in the film industry has been for you as an actress? No, I felt that I have been treated, you know, well being here. Um, I mean, if I have any trouble, it's with a fellow background. You know, there's sometimes there's creep backgrounds, but I've never felt um, by the crew or actors or production, I never felt that... I was being belittled or taken advantage of, not by them. Um, I've, I have felt, I guess, I never felt insecure or, or unsafe on set. That's good because I know I've heard of a couple of stories of, you know, background actresses that, you know, they've just felt bad, even with like PAs, with the crew. And I believe there is a page for that, for the background actresses, right? Uh, like, only for women. And uh, they tell each other to, like, watch out. 
used to be. I don't know if it's still there, but I know there used to be one, yes. Right. I mean, I, th I think that was a cool idea. That was a good idea, only for the female actresses so they know who to stay away from and stuff like that. I thought that was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've only felt, like I said, creeped out by a couple of the background. Um, but I've learned to always find a friend whenever I know there's a creepy background on set. I was like, I, I know it's like, oh, here's my buddy or you from MacGyver, people I know who are safe that I can like, you know, hang out with. But like I said, it's just, it's just been like a couple of backgrounds. Yeah, and then, well, talking about background, you know that it might all change, like I was saying earlier, um, and I've talked about this. There, there was an article saying that background numbers are going to deplete or they're going to be cut in half. They're going to start writing scenes with less and less background. How do you feel about that? I don't, yeah, there's not going to be any cattle calls anytime soon. Um but you have to always still have a few background. Um, if they had, if they were able to find a way to get rid of background, they would have done it already. I agree. I agree with that. True. <laughs> well, they can't get get rid of us just quite yet. <laughs> the CGI is not good enough, you know. Well, I think that they have good CGI for that, but I think it's just too expensive. It mm -hmm. would be way too expensive. Yes, that's one reason why they're in Georgia is, you know, they're much cheaper to work with. Yeah, and I mean, luckily, the, the standard of living isn't, you know, as bad as like New York or Los Angeles. So I'm, I'm, I'm not saying like we shouldn't get paid anything, but you know, it's just, it's easier to absorb something like that than like in Los Angeles, because you wouldn't be able to live off <laughs> the rates over there that we get paid over here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah, like I, there's always going to be background, um, but instead of a hundred, there'll probably be no more than fifty. Yeah, and yeah, I think it might even be a while before you see fifty background in the scene. Um, so I mean, you know, I might be one of the few few people that kind of enjoyed kettle calls just because it'd be so many so many of my friends in one place. <laughs> <laughs> it always seemed like a big family, like a big party um, sometimes. I mean, we would, like, obviously uh, do our job, but, like, it was just, I don't know. I just because I know a lot of background people, so just it'd be like, yeah, if there's a kettle call, I'm probably going to see, like, over, you know, a lot of people that I know. Um, so that's just, but that's just, like, that's that doesn't really matter. Right. And I don't mind cattle calls. It's just that we, as experienced background, we know the food's not going to be as good. Uh, check out. Checkout's gonna take a while, you know. You but know, but I think checkout's gonna be uh, digital now, so because it's so we may not have to deal with that anymore. I, I heard about that. I heard it might be uh, digital or like um, I we'll we'll see how it goes because everything's changing rapidly. They have to change it because less contact, the better, you know. So we'll we'll see how it goes. But yeah, cattle calls will be gone for for uh, for a while at least, you know. And but uh, I hope that background starts uh, getting uh, back quicker because it's starting but very slowly and I miss it. And that's pretty much why I started this show, you know, with Luis, because it's called being extra, you know, it's uh, talk about our and talk to people about their extra and background experiences as well as 
on-set experiences, and I hope we have those experiences again soon, because, you know? <laughs> Doing background is very addicting. Like, I miss writing booked on my calendar. Yes, and uh, I, had, I had, like, uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. Like, if a big project came, I'm like, crap, I, I need to get on that. I, I don't care what, what it is for. Like, I just want to be on there. I want to say that I got, especially, like, like you said, Avengers, stuff like that. That, uh, you know, yeah, it, it gets addicting, you know. Uh, and having, like, your week full, that's the best. Yes. So, thank you again, Jessica, for joining us. Thank you again to my co-host, Luis. Um, please, please, guys, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And everybody stay safe out there. Bye, guys. Bye, Jessica. Bye. Great talking to you. <laughs> you too. Yeah.